Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again after a wild, wild card weekend in the NFL. Pretty wild um, race weekend with the the boys over there at the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series over on Three Y TV. Um, Definitely uh, some ups and downs with that race, too, and I'll, I'll get into it uh, in a minute here. So uh, just like we always do, how we always kick off the show, make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net for all of our social media accounts. That way you could uh, you know, find the, the link for the, the truck series or if I'm live tweeting a game, uh, NFL game or hockey or something like that, you could you know, interact with us over there. Um, we have the merch tab up top there. Uh, I'm going to work on some some smaller stuff this weekend. Uh, I'm going to have some downtime, so hopefully get some newer stuff on the, the website there for you guys. Also, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. Just another way to, to show your um, support to the show. Um, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway, some type of giveaway, uh, Super Bowl weekend, and... Whatever, you know, I, I like I always say to you guys, whatever we get over there at buymeacoffee.com slash stsports, I put right into the, the giveaway, whether, you know, maybe it's a jersey or gift cards or something. I mean, the past couple of times I, I've been doing gift cards just to see what kind of interaction I get from you guys. And, and it's been doing good. I appreciate everything. Um, also, don't forget, we still have the STS chat hotline open. Uh, 612 STS chat give us a call tell us what you what you thought about last weekend's games or, or this upcoming weekend's games and you'll be aired on the show don't have to give your name or anything like that just you know give, get, give your opinion even about the show call me and say hey, you suck stop doing this <laughs> you know uh, but yeah so it's all about having a good time um, speaking of a good time Friday nights over on YouTube is always a good time um 3YTV broadcasts the uh, Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series um, with the NSRA League. And this past Friday was the second race into the chase uh, for the championship. Um, First race of the chase was won by Matt Cherry. This past week, they were at Homestead. Not as good of a um, ending for Matt Cherry there. Uh, he was, you know, Matt Sherry driving the, the State Tune Sports truck series, or truck, uh, I should say. Um, had a rough night, you know, it was very loose, you know, the whole race. Ended up uh, finally kind of wrecking in a way towards the the, lap, the back end of the race. Ended up going down a lap and finishing, I believe, in 20th place, which was a big hit in points for him. Um, he was sitting at third, and he slid all the way down to seventh place in points now. And not only was that bad, it gets worse. Um, now he's 78 points behind uh, the number one 
uh, person in points, driver in points. Um, I mean, you know, if, if he could pull out a win this coming weekend and uh, another good finish um, following weekend, maybe he can make up that ground. Uh, I, I know last weekend, or the, the first race, um, he was like 30 points or so back, and by winning that race, he jumped up to like, I don't know, like 10 points behind first, which was in third place. So, you're not out of it, but definitely has some some crawling back into it <laughs> so but as far as who won the race Chris Darling quiet all night you know didn't really hear his name that often ends up uh, winning the race on the back end of the race um, only led 11 laps that uh, that night and I was even busting on him in the just a discord channel asking for a post-race inspection of that truck because where the hell did he come from <laughs> um but you know that, that helped him out a lot to move up um in the chase as well as far as who did lead the most laps was one of my three racers to watch in the chase and we'll get to them in a second here um jason gracias led I, I believe over like 55 laps um and as far as cautions, you know, I say it week in and week out about these guys. Kudos to them. Only gave, only had one caution this, uh, this race. I'll have to go back and check and look. But I think there was only one race that had more than like four cautions. And I believe that might have been Martinsville. And, you know, when that happened, that race happened, I thought, okay. You know, they had a good, a good run of only three, four caution you know per race average and i thought this might open up the floodgates for future cautions in, in future races but they they've been staying average you know three four cautions a race and it's not like the the aggressiveness has gone i mean the aggressiveness is still there we saw the wild finish last uh two weeks ago with uh matt cherry coming from well he wasn't first but the second and third car battling for that spot wrecked themselves out you know, with uh, two laps to go, so it's not like they're they're not being aggressive. I mean, they're just very good drivers. Hopefully, someday I, I could be as good as them. <laughs> no guarantee, but you know, I'll have to wait and see. Um, but a little update on our, our three racers to watch, which is actually sponsored by Max Graphics. Um, Max Graphics, why settle for less? Make sure you head over to uh, their Facebook page. They have a Facebook page there. They do all your um, iRace painting schemes, you know, for your whatever vehicle you're you're driving in a in a league. So make sure you hit them up, um, and, and they do really really good work. A couple of the, of the uh, designs actually made it onto some pro guys, uh, pro NASCAR guys. So they have very good work, very very good quality work. So as far as the racers. At the beginning of the chase, I had Jason Gracias, Philip Scott, and John Conazero for the ones to watch. Um, as far as Gracias, finished second this past week, which he probably would have finished second in the first chase if he didn't uh, wreck out. So he's still in second in points. Um, he's still uh, he's still kind of my, my pick to win the, the whole thing, just because he's always, always up there. As far as Philip Scott, though, 
right now, after this past weekend's race, he's tied for ninth. Had another bad finish. Finished in uh, 17th place this past week. And it just seems like he's starting to tail off. Like, it seemed like that momentum he had going into the chase is starting to tail off. Um, he's behind Matt Cherry, so he's at least 70 points behind the first place guy. Which is... Nice little segue there. <laughs> um, John Conazero. Still in first. He le he leads Gracias, the second place driver, by six points. So, I mean, if it comes down to the last race and these two are coming around the, 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 the final turn of the final lap, man, there's going to be fireworks. I, I won't be surprised if one tries to spin, spin out the other. But, um, but, yeah, make sure you guys tune in. Uh, Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, over on YouTube, 3YTV. And uh, look up Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. Come say hi in the chat. I'm always there, sometimes drunk, sometimes not. <laughs> Last week, I, I had a, a glass of whiskey for myself, and I told myself every time there's a caution, I'm going to take a little sip. Well, I, I didn't get drunk at all. <laughs> Damn you bastards! Getting back into some football talk here. Uh, this past weekend was wild wild card weekend or super wild card weekend, whatever they they called it. Um, had two game two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and a first ever Monday night playoff game since I, I think they said 1980 or something like that. Uh, Going into it, and I, I talked a little bit about it last week on uh, our Blue Picks segment, that I added the Philadelphia Eagle-Tampa Bay game as a pick. And I said there's only one way to, that we're going to win, and that's if the running game got going. Well, it really didn't. Um, the inexperience with coaching, with players, all came out. And you know what? You know, I'm not, I'm not upset. You know, in the beginning of the season, I, I said this team would either be a three-win team or an eight-win team. You know, there, were, there was going to be no in-between there. Um, we weren't supposed to be in the playoffs. You know, we, we rattled off, what, 7-1 or something like that. You know, we, we, we turned the, the season around after the, the first Tampa Bay game we played. And with... The loss to Tampa Bay, we obviously look forward now to the offseason. And where do the Eagles go now? Well, right off the bat, the offensive line is going to look totally different next year. Um, not sure if this was uh, verified or, or whatever, however you want to say it, but supposedly Brandon Brooks, our right guard who has blown his Achilles out, past two seasons I believe it was um, is retiring he played for us for six seasons him and Lane Johnson were Johnson were probably one of the best right side combos on the offensive line um, then you have Jason Kelsey in center you know before the season started there was talk of him possibly retiring after this year and I mean you know he's up there you know he he what else is there for him to to prove to us? You know, he has the most consecutive game, you know, starting game record. Um, he has a Super Bowl, multiple Pro Bowls, multiple 
you know, um, all pro teams. What else is there? You know, just you hate to see a guy just uh, here. Here's a perfect example. You hate to see a guy like. Um, oh, Jesus, the name just slipped my mind now. Um, our left left tackle used to be called the bodyguard. He went to play with the, the Bears, I believe now, but stuck around probably a good four or five years too long. And here he is, you know, with the Bears this past season, thinking he could rekindle that um, that uh, that spark, and just never never did because he kept getting hurt. Um, as far, far as past that, you know, we, we finally found our new left tackle, Jordan uh, Malata. My tie. I forget how they, they say his name. Um, Lane Johnson. You know what? That, that's, where, that's where I'm kind of torn with him. I mean, he's not Jason Peters. That's that's the left tackle I was just thinking about. <laughs> Sorry, that was bothering the hell out of me. Um, Lane Johnson, he's no young buck, but he's not... I don't think he's there yet as far as over the hill. He may only have two, three more years in him. So maybe... So we don't have a relapse of a Jason Peters thing. We start bringing in his heir apparent. Because let, let's let's be honest. Mulata was just you know a luck type thing who who would have thought Jordan was going to be as good of a left tackle as he turned out to be who has never played professional football three years ago he was a rugby player that was it um our guards I think will be okay but I just think the center and possibly right tackle might be a um, a position of, of weakness next year. Wide receiver, I mean, it, it came, it was blatant. You know, we need somebody to compliment Devontae Smith. And as many times as I defend it, and I stood up for Jalen Rager, I don't care what, what Chad Johnson says, it's time for him to move on. We gotta move on from if we can. I, I saw something though. That said, it's going to be tough for us to move on from him because if we cut him or, or release him or whatever, we're going to owe him $7.5 million. Now, you just heard that thumb. I'm pretty sure Rager just dropped the ball again uh, or muffed that punt. Dumbass. But um, but definitely, I think that should be another top priority for this offseason is either bring a, a veteran receiver in and, and not someone over the hill like A.J. Green or something like bring a half-decent receiver in. And I might catch flack for this. Bring some competition in for Jalen Hurts. You know, it, it won't hurt him. I would like to see a three-quarterback competition. I think Gardner Minshew in two games that he played showed enough that he should get a look as the starting quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts, yes, he played good. Did he play well enough? If you watch that wild card game, a lot of his throws were way over the top. He's going to kill his receivers. So, I mean, he still has work. And yes, I know he, he's young and everything like that. But, you know, when you got 
basically a mix of old and young uh, players. Why not try to build now instead of rebuild and be be good for you know the next five years? With three first round draft picks, there's no reason why we can't get another good receiver or a defensive player, maybe a cornerback to complement Darius Slay. So I, I don't think we have that many holes. But I think there's I think this time around with the draft and, and free agency, I think it should be more of a best player available there go after. And not a need. We don't need a quarterback in the first round. Even though there's no real good quarterbacks out there. Um, and then finally, the last thing, the last question I would have is, and it's going to be really weird, what should we do about our defense corner again? Yes, he's getting some interviews as a head coach, but there was a lot of games there this past season that we lost because of our defense. I mean, even Fletcher Cox came out uh, halfway through the season about, you know, being disgruntled or, or upset of how they were using them. When you got a, a guy like Fletcher Cox or Milton Williams, two big guys who are just uh, disruptive in the middle there, scheme plays to be able to get, get them off of those double and triple coverages. You know, and, and this whole play off the, the wide receivers, it, it has never worked. You got to have some physicality. You got to be able to jam them. Otherwise, what Tampa Bay that Tampa Bay did there early, one, two, three, step drop and then throw, you know, the ball's out in two seconds. So there's no way to hit those receivers off their, uh, their routes and either get an interception or incomplete pass. You gotta have some type of physicality, some man-to-man, you know, up on them, and not this, you know, play off them type coverage. But overall, I mean, I'm happy for our season. It was better than I expected. I never thought we would make the playoffs. So, I mean, making the playoffs, basically playing with house money, house one, just like usual. On to the next. Continuing with the wild card weekend, even though there were some really good games like the, the Raiders and Bengals and the, the Cowboys Niners game, there was a lot of bad officiating this past weekend. Um, couple of them I, I actually saw some of them I had to uh, see the videos you know after the game and just in case you missed some of these you know I don't know if you're a Tampa Bay fan or a Cardinals fan um, one of the ones that was missed and I saw this after the game was all said and done was the, the Cam Akers taunting Buda Baker, the Cardinals uh, safety, I think he plays, um, tell him to stay down. Even though Buda Baker was, was knocked out cold. 
Um, both players hit helmet to helmet. It was deemed that neither one did it forcibly. But the fact that he was standing over taunting when there were so many bad taunting penalties called this past season. You know, when you have a guy standing over top of somebody who is clearly visibly hurt and saying, stay down, even if he wasn't hurt, that's still technically taunting. There was a lot of penalties, a lot of taunting penalties this past season that were called that were way, were, were not as bad as this. And yet this one was not called. Just this past year, this past season, which was the first season for you know enforcing the taunting calls, there's 52 flags thrown. This was the most blatant one and not a single yellow flag. Now, when you look at it also, the Cowboys um, end of the Cowboys game, there's a couple things about this. Now, I'm not taking the side of the official because I'm an Eagles fan. I mean, I won't lie. I was I was laughing my ass off when I saw Dak Prescott run off a quarterback draw with 14 seconds left in the game. I mean, that's up there with Joe Judge and his third down and nine quarterback sneak. But what all happened, you know, obviously he did a sneak or the, the quarterback draw, um, ran 17 yards, slid, put the ball on the ground, line came up, center, you know, went to grab the ball. But the official who spots the ball had to come come up first and re-spot the ball, which, you know, took a, a second or two off of um, the game clock. Well, you know, a lot of the Cowboy fans are like, oh, well, you know, that player bumped into the official and this and that and the other thing. Well, first off, the rule says a ball cannot be snapped until an official spots the ball. And that's that's the rule. And that's what happened here. And they ran out, out of time. My problem with this is with the Cowboys. You have... 14 seconds. You're on the 37-yard line, because I think he, he uh, slid on the, at, at the 20. Yeah, 14 seconds. No timeouts. That's two, three plays that you could throw to the sidelines. Five-yard chunks. But yet you decide to, I guess, try to catch the Niners sleeping. But really, you guys are the ones that messed up. And then you turn around and start throwing garbage, food, water balls, whatever you guys had, at the refs and at the players. But let's not forget, Philly fans are the worst. And speaking of Philly, just to show you that you know I'm not being blind here, the Philadelphia Eagles-Tampa Bay game. I even stood up and was like, well, that's a, that's a flag. Eagles kicked off the ball. Tampa Bay's uh, returner, you know, got tackled. Was already even starting to get up. And Keyshawn Johnson lowered his head. Helmet to helmet hit. Way after, after the whistle. No flag. I mean, this was blatant. Even um, Joe Buck and, and 
Troy Aikman said before the you know the, they uh, the offense came onto the field. Well, that that's definitely a, a flag. And normally I'm like, just shut up, Troy Aikman. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. But no flag. So I mean, there was plenty, plenty of missed penalties and some terrible missed plays. Specifically, the Bengals Raiders game with such a, a good game. It's sad that this is going to be overshadowed now with this play because let's not forget the Raiders are also known for the tuck rule against the Patriots back in the early 2000s. So with this one, like, you know, Joe Burrow was uh, rolling out, got close to the sideline, threw the ball to the end zone, Tyler Boyd caught it for a touchdown. Well, problem is somebody blew a whistle right before Joe Burrow went out of bounds. And how the officiating crew handled it was just was so poor that not even an hour or two after the game, it already came out that they're never going to officiate in a game this this uh, this playoff again. What they they deemed it, um, this officiating crew was. The whistle uh, for them on the field was blown after the receiver caught the touchdown. Now, if you guys go back and listen to the video, you could hear, I, I think it's right after Burrow throws the ball, you could hear the whistle. No one is touching the ball yet. Ball's in midair. So for them to come out and say the whistle came after the play is just baloney. And... Even if, it, even if it did, okay, here's the thing. This happened once before in 2015 with the Patriots and Bills. Now, in that game, though, uh, Gene Steratore actually halted the play as Danny Amendola was running upfield with the ball. But how they decided to handle that play was where Amendola was when he blew the whistle or whoever blew the whistle whoever called the play dead that's where the ball went and that's that's the rule that's actually the rule that says either they could replay the down or they get the ball where the play was was supposedly whistled dead now here's the only other part of it that i don't understand because they said that since it was a whistle you know, uh, inadvertent whistle or whatever. The play cannot be reviewed. But I thought all touchdowns are reviewed no matter what. Why can't they, why couldn't they go back and review it? I'm sure these these videos have the sound with it or, you know, not just the video. And the other question I have too, the NFL implemented a video assist um, this past season. And I know there was one game might even be an Eagles game that they used it because I was like, you know, what's going on here? The the refs didn't call for a challenge or the, the teams didn't call for a challenge. And that's where New York should have stepped in and said, you know, hey, guys, yeah, we heard that whistle too. No touchdown. They dropped the ball there. And I, I don't know why. I mean, it's not going to make the, the refs 
look any worse. If anything, it's going to make them look good. Like, okay, we got the play right. But yet, they didn't use it. So I think next year, you're going to see the NFL lean more on this video assist to help out these refs on the, the field because there's just so many bad calls, bad judgment calls by these refs. And even with the penalties, I, I think some of them should be video assisted too. And as far as that, that Dallas game with that incident, I think you're going to see a change there. Kind of like what the XFL had their last season where they had one ref that spotted the ball. He actually carried a, a little ball bag around and that was strictly his job. That was it. So you don't have to worry about no refs running 30 yards downfield to spot a ball, respot it, and have all this controversy. So I was thinking about doing our, our blue picks again this weekend, but we're down to, to four games. So it's kind of hard to do a blue picks, but I'm still going to do three picks for this weekend. But to kind of recap last weekend, not a good week for me. I went one and two. Um, the only one that was the right one was the Chiefs, and that looked kind of scary the first quarter. Um, I actually stopped watching about halfway through the fourth quarter when Kelsey threw that touchdown. That's when I, I finally turned it off. I was hoping, let me all admit, I, I was kind of rooting for Big Ben. You know, I kind of like to root for the, the old guys. Um, unfortunately, it didn't ha- happen for him this, this year, and he may be retiring. He's another player uh, I hope doesn't stick around longer than he has to. Or, you know, than he should. Excuse me. Than he should. Um, he had an awesome career. I believe he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, not sure if he deserves it, but, you know, definitely had a good career. Uh, that was my blowout pick. That was the only one I, I got right. My locks, I thought the Cardinals were going to finally get out of that slump that they've been in. Rams said not so fast, the Corso style, and just pounded on 34 to 11 with that one. Here is my not too early prediction for next year. I think the Arizona head coach is going to be on the hot seat next year. He, he, I mean, you look at that offense. You had Denard Hopkins, Kylie, Kyler Murray, um, Zach Ertz, you, you had all these weapons and you put up 11 points and you go from the number one seed eight weeks ago to barely making the playoffs. So I, I think he's going to be on the hot seat if he doesn't jump from the NFL to back into college. That's that's something to keep an eye on. Um, my upset pick, I took pit, uh, the Pats over the Bills. I guess the Patriots need a little more help still. I, I guess Bill Belichick isn't as great of a coach with nobody's than we thought back when Tom Brady started being Tom Brady <laughs> because Bill said you know what we're taking all this frustration out on you that we've held in for years and broke all kinds of record I think the one record that was talked about a lot was they didn't punt they didn't go for a field goal they didn't go for a fourth down and it's the first time ever in playoff history so that was my picks last year. Overall, on the season, I'm 30 and 20. I'm one and two in the playoffs. 
but from for the rest of this playoffs it's gonna be a little different it's just gonna be straight up on uh, you know with the points with or against the points um taking the packers over 49ers only because niners barely beat the cowboys let's just be, let's be honest they're an average team barely beat them if it wasn't for a little bumpage with the referee and Aaron Rodgers, like I said a few weeks ago, is playing MVP. Like they're hot, they're probably the hottest team in the league right now. So I, 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 I think it's like a three and a half point, or no, I think this one's a six point spread. This might be a ten or more uh, point win. Um, Bengals over Titans. This actually might be my game to watch. Um, I think this can be like a twenty to fifteen type game. And the reason why I'm taking the Bengals over the Titans, Bengals remind me a lot like Philadelphia when we won the Super Bowl. Young team has really nothing to play for, basically. I mean, not nothing to play for. Obviously, they're playing to, to move on in the playoffs. But they weren't supposed to be here, okay? Just like us, you know, our Eagles in 2017. They weren't supposed to be there. Joe Burrow played really well, you know, last week against the Raiders and all season. After having a you know his ACL torn, so it's kind of like a good story too. And then for my last pick, I have the Bills over the Chiefs. Chiefs surprisingly, and this is what I was surprised about, are favored by one and a half points. I know it's only one and a half points, but the Bills absolutely destroyed the Patriots. I think they put up like seven seven touchdowns or something like that, and the Chiefs struggled early against the Steelers. A you know very very young at some positions. Very, very old at others. And had a tough time early on in the game. You're not going to win playoff games starting like that. So I could see the Bills beating the Chiefs by seven to nine points. So that's my picks for this uh, coming weekend's games. Got Packers over the Niners, Bengals over the Titans, Bills over the Chiefs. Think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, make sure you guys head to staytunesports.net for all of our, our social media accounts. Merch tabs up top there. Keep an eye out for that. We have some new stuff added. Make sure you head over to um, Max Graphics Facebook page. Give them a, a like over there as well. Head over to www.buymeacoffee.com/stsports. Throw me a beer, throw me five beers, whatever you guys want to do. It's all going to go back into a, a Super Bowl giveaway. And then don't forget our sports chat line is still open, 612-STS-CHAT. Tell me what you guys think about the, the officiating this past weekend. How would you guys fix it? What are some ideas you guys would do? Till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.